Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. A lot of things happening in Pakistan and I'm going to give you like in a five minute burst a lot of the development that took place today. So to aid me, I'm going to have a slide deck that I'm going to start with so that we understand where things stand. Can we have a slide deck please? So who is running Pakistan? Is it uh, Asim Munir or is it Sahir Mirza. These are two individuals. I didn't want to take their ranks because I'm not 100% sure if they have gotten promoted or not. I think uh, they are promoted. One of them at least is promoted. Whatever it is, we don't know where Asim Munir is. Last heard, he was in Oman or in Qatar, one of those Middle Eastern countries. Nobody knows where he is. And on the ground, it is not clear if Mirza is the one running the operation or not. But a lot of things have happened. Many senior level officers have been dismissed for not obeying orders. So I'm going to give you a list of the people who have been dismissed. Now let's take a look at what happened to Imran Khan. Imran Khan was supposed to have appeared in an Islamabad high court to get bail. And, and as far as I know, like the recent uh, communication, he's still in the court. So I think he is trying to get a bail for all the other the 100 plus cases against him. So it's not easy. So I don't know what exactly is going to go on there. So there is still some drama as far as whether Imran Khan is in or out. Certainly, we saw him going into the Islamabad High Court. So that part is clear. We don't have the latest status on what he's doing right now in the court. So that's another one. Third thing is the list of officers who have been sacked or dismissed. This is according to a military channel. Somebody will have to double check this, but I'm going to give you the list right now. Lieutenant Colonel Intias, CO21 of Punjab, refused to open fire on the public. Lieutenant Colonel Amir refused to open fire on public and said, we are the defenders of this nation. Major Haider Ali refused to open the, obey the same order. Major Syed Ali Hussein Gilani, Punjab Rangers refused to open fire on the public. Major Raja Sher Ali refused to obey the unlawful orders to open fire on the citizens. Major Ali Kamran Abidi refused to obey the unlawful order of his CO, Lieutenant Colonel Ali, Ali Hussein Jafri to open fire on the public. Brigadier Hussein Ali, when it gets to brigadier level, you know that things are getting a little bit serious. There are also rumors that five or six generals also, that means like either Major General or Lieutenant General uh, they also have been sacked. That part, I don't have the information yet, but as soon as I get it, I will share that with you. But two days ago, a man who Imran Khan used to call as Dirty Harry was heard in this conversation telling the cop to shoot at people. Let's hear that one too. So you can hear here uh, the, I think, second in command in ISI or third, something like that, fairly high up in the ISI hierarchy. This person also telling the policemen uh, to fire at the mob. So clearly the army is divided. And now we are also hearing that the Supreme Court might dismiss this elected government or selected government, whatever way you want to think of it, and basically 
creating grounds for a martial law to be imposed on Pakistan. Now, the, the situation is a little tricky this time around. Previously, they used to say, if you want to do a coup in Pakistan, you just need to take care of four places. Presumably the airport, the radio station, the TV station, and maybe the port of Karachi. Once you had that under your control, you had the complete uh, country under your control. However, things have changed now. In Khyber Pakhtunwala, it is believed that 80% of the families have at least one gun, AK-47s or Glock or all sorts of uh, things with ammunition. And, and the fact that Americans left um, uh, Kabul with 80 billions worth of ammunition and arms and whatever you uh, is also going to this. They would have fixed some of those things already and started commissioning them. So this is where the problem is. You also saw in Balochistan uh, that this CCTV footage is available on Twitter. You can take a look at it. 16 soldiers killed and 40 injured when a, a bunch of uh, Baloch activists uh, attacked this one building. And the CCTV looks very graphic the way they have gone about decimating the soldiers who are stuck inside there. And I think the second floor, it is just, I mean, amazing how this happened. So a lot of stuff happening across the country. It is not just that, you know, Imran Khan or PTA people attacking and, and resisting and protesting. It's also Baloch starting to get really active. And so we have to wait and see what happens. But clearly, clearly, if martial law is imposed, will that hold? That is the biggest question. If you have so many people in the population armed to their teeth, then it will become like a guerrilla warfare where they'll start cherry picking car targets. That could become really messy. That's, either, that's why we are all fearing that this could lead to civil war. US has said that it is uh, watching the situation closely. Euphemism for saying probably that, well, we have got all the nukes under control. We'll see who emerges from this rubble. That's one possibility. But clearly, this is the last call of the dice for Imran Khan. If he comes out of this and maybe, maybe if he put some control or uh, exert some control, people might listen to him. But the army is not going to be listening to him. So that's where the nub is. Uh, his people in ISI and army, we don't know how many of them are still active if they have retired. Plus, these are all multi-millionaires. They probably might just say, hey, heck with this, I'm going. If you read uh, Major uh, Gaurav Arya's tweet, at least 150 planes have left Pakistan with, you know, boat loads, truck loads, oh, I wouldn't say plane loads of, uh, you know, uh, what we don't know, money, jewelry, who knows. So this is really the evacuation of the, uh, the high and mighty, the high net individuals of uh, Pakistan from the country. Most of them have dual citizenship, so that's not a problem. They can easily find a refuge, whether it is Dubai or in London. So this is the other thing that is happening. Because once that happens, that means the flight of intellectuals, of the real money is leaving. That means that people are now having no hope for Pakistan. It's going to get even worse before it will get better. This is all I have for now. Thanks for watching. Please like, share and subscribe to our channel. If there are any questions, I'd like to take them now. Rahul Rathod wants to know, will Pak start Kargil or other misadventures against India to try to divert attention? In the past, they have done it. 
Um, Rahul, I think this is not going to be possible this time because what has happened is still Punjab was not touched. The army had a semblance of control over Pakistan. But now, right inside Punjab, you have one brother fighting against another. And this could cause real problems for the army. So I don't think they are in a position to do it. What we have to see is how India is going to handle this. Clearly, India can't walk into POK or into Gilgit Baltistan as things stand today. The people have to say, we want you back. And they should have a referendum and say that, yes, we want to go back and unite with Pakistan. I'm sorry, unite with India. That sort of stuff is needed. There is some background noise. Please ignore that. Uh, some work going on in my house. Madan Kannan wants to know, what are the chances that the dismissed and disgruntled generals of the army join Tehrike, Taliban, Pakistan and cause mayhem? You know, if one side has weapons and the other side does not, then you can impose some control. In this situation, both sides have weapons. It is which weapon is more stronger, more powerful, who's going to draw first, that's going to decide this. So very asymmetric warfare is what you're going to see even more. It has been happening for a year now, ever since the United States left, because the gravy train stopped. See, uh, US finally gave up because they were paying $60 billion a year, just paying the salaries of the entire Afghan government, the government staff salaries, the army salaries, everybody. And, and you said, what are we doing this? Why are we doing this? It's not worth it. That's why they left like that. So that being said, the money, the gravy train has stopped coming into Pakistan. Also, we know that the demonetization has, you know, stopped the other big source of income. And now what are they left with is drug trafficking and drug trafficking can be contained. We have to wait and see when that happens. So I think this is more like every man to himself. The people who have made money will take their money and run. They'll settle in Dubai and in uh, London and in Canada and the United States and Australia and start making speeches about how Kashmiris are being killed in Kashmir. The same old story. By the way, we should never expect Pakistan to come back and say, thank you, India. They'll never do that. There have been so much poison put in between their ears that for generations they are going to hate. So best thing is to have like a detente and say that you don't come into our side. We will do what help we can when we feel like it. Thank you. Prashant Rao wants to know, tomorrow we want you to discuss on Karnataka election results. Yes, Prashant, we have a special panel. Professor R. Vaidyanathan and Sriram Seshadri will be joining me live at 11 a.m. IST. And as by that time, we'll start seeing the real results start coming out. So we will be on that and we will let you know how things progress. We are going to have it for about an hour or so. Because in that one hour time, you'll know which way the trends are going. Arihant Lal wants to know what will be the role of India to this new situation. Um, listen, so what is expected to happen eventually is that the erstwhile West Punjab of 1947 will end up being the new Pakistan with independent countries such as Sindh Republic, uh, Republic of Sindh and Balochistan and KPK and the remaining parts like POK and GB coming back to India. But that is the eventual thing. Until then, there will be you know need for these countries to guard themselves because what is remaining that Pakistan, that Punjab area will want to lash out around itself. So you need to be able to control them from getting out of there. So that's going to be a challenge. 
and this is what India should have done in 1971. I have Singh Pataji used to always say that India should have demilitarized Pakistan completely, drawn their fangs out when they lost in 1971, so that they never had a possible army. But of course, US and UK were siding with uh, Pakistan at that point of time. They were completely blind to the genocide that took place. Again, that's going to play out again very soon in the United States. So long story short, this is how I think it's going to play out. Are there any outside forces fomenting trouble in Pakistan? Yes, Magnet Ranga. Yes. Uh, the rumor is that <laughs> Mr. George Soros is uh, aiding and abetting Imran Khan too. So this man wants anarchy anywhere, everywhere. So, you know, this for, for him, this is like having desert. So it is rumored that uh, Soros is funding <laughs> part of Imran Khan's campaign too. Abhinav Singh, if martial law gets imposed, won't that impact IMF? No, it, it's going to impact much more than that, Abhinav. All USAID will be completely stopped. There is an amendment, uh, Luger amendment, if I remember correctly. Richard Luger was a senator. He got that amendment. The moment Pakistan slips out of a democracy, all support from US will immediately cease. So they will always have a pretense of a government and always stay in the shadows and be like puppet masters. That's what I expect the army to do. But let's see how this goes. Steel plant Babai wants to know, uh, should India take advantage of the situation to make a move into POK? Uh, good question, but I think time is not right. You know why? Because during the last few years, Pakistan army resettled many retired Punjabi army men in POK. Essentially, what they are saying now is in POK, there is no more Kashmiri being spoken. It is Urdu and Punjabi. So they need to get out first. How do you get rid of them without going in? That is the big question. The POK people, the natives have to elect that we want to be with India and give a plan, clear plan as to how India can drive out all these people. There has to be like an identification that they have to be given notice. You get out of here. And, and that will take six months to a year. So it's, it's going to be a long drawn out process. The uh, This is just POK you're asking. So I'm answering you to POK. GB is a different challenge altogether. Prashant Rao, is there an opportunity for Afghans to invade Pakistan? I think Afghanistan and the Taliban are doing better than the current Pakistan and their democracy. No, Prashant. Afghanistan has a long way to go to rebuild itself. And it is also becoming regressive. It is denying its women basic rights. I don't see how that can progress before. This is just a flash in the pan that you're seeing. I don't think that's going to go far. Mukundra wants to know, Sir, Pakistan is a radical state. Taliban wants Sharia. What stops Taliban Khan from declaring Sharia across the country too? Well, uh, China may not want that. China is the benefactor now. And US will not want that. And so then a lot of the people who are giving them money don't want that. So that is where that's going to depend. So this, remember, this is just fight for the spoils. There are no spoils left if nobody gives any money. Pakistan cannot, does not have the tax base to rejuvenate itself. And its uh, remittances have stopped. Why would anyone want to send money to Pakistan when they know that their houses are burning in Pakistan? So these are some of the problems that we have. Ganapati Srinivasan wants to know, will Taiwan, thank you, uh, will Taliban join with China and give impetus to CPEC? 
No, CPEC is a finished story. I, I don't see that going anywhere. I think it's done. Watch Sumit uh, Pierce, uh, Sumit Pierce's uh, story uh, yesterday, and we are going to come back tomorrow. We'll be touching upon the latest events in Pakistan tomorrow with Sumit Pierce. So be sure to watch that. Any update on the Baloch movement? Well, they are active. I just told you that 16 soldiers and 40 soldiers, 16 soldiers killed, 40 injured in a surprise attack, and uh, that's that tweet is available. Uh, on Twitter, you can go take a look at it. Look at, uh, you know, attack, Baloch attack. You'll find the, the CCTV camera footage itself there. How they are, you know, taking out the soldiers. All right. That's it for now. Thank you so much. Please do come back tomorrow. Sumit Peer and I will be discussing the latest events in Pakistan. And also, please like, share and subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to click on the bell button for notifications. Namaskar.